Welcome to You Do What? with Chris Ansoff. Have you ever wondered what kind of jobs or careers are out there? Or have you met individuals that have like really interesting jobs and you wonder how they ended up with that job or that career? Well, in this podcast, I'm going to interview folks and find out what their current career or job is and then find out how they got there. So let's meet Karen. What do you do now? I am a veterinarian. I own my own practice uh, in San Diego, California, and I love what I do. That's awesome. Now, is this something you were coming out of high school or college and said, this is what I want to do? Well, I think it's kind of a mixture. Um, I've always loved animals, as many people do, um, and I always thought I might become a veterinarian, but you know, as I get older, as I got older, um, you know, those, those yearnings, uh, became less and less. I, I still always had them, but, um, so I followed, um, what would be probably the most logical, um, step in, in college. And that's to take something that, you know, you can find a job with that particular degree. Mm-hmm. And so, my parents had influence um, on me in terms of selecting accounting as something that would be useful really in any profession, um, you know, any private industry or public industry. So I went ahead and got a Bachelor of Science in accounting. And I spent many years practicing in various capacities, both public accounting and private industry, but never really found something that I could feel like I'm sitting back in an easy chair and saying, oh, I love what I'm doing. So at that time, um, I felt like I gave it a a fair chance. And I started thinking, you know, I I think I really want to pursue veterinary school. And when I looked into it, um, I had none of the prerequisites uh, because, of course, I had a business degree. So I had to go back to school, literally, and take um, enough classes to fill three years. So I got a second undergrad degree. I could then apply to vet school. So it was a long haul, a big commitment for me. Um, It, uh, you know, was difficult because I had to take classes like calculus and inorganic chemistry and physics so it was it was a difficult road, but accomplishing um, those classes is what you needed to apply to vet school. So um, I went ahead and pursued it and applied to UC Davis, um, and I was lucky enough to get in. And here I am, uh, twelve years later, uh, a practice owner who, you know, feels um, just elated to be in the neighborhood I'm in and doing what I'm doing. So, so when, uh, to go back a little bit, there's a couple of interesting things that you mentioned how much your parents or, or, or you mentioned they had an influence. Mm-hmm. Was it one of those things when you were coming out that you were like, I just don't know what to do? And they're like, you know, why don't you do this? I mean, was there any part of you that was actually interested in accounting? I think I liked business. Um, I toyed with finance versus accounting. And, you know, they just said, well, I think accounting is probably something that'll be useful in any capacity. So you should Mm -hmm. go in that direction. So 
Um, I didn't yearn to be an accountant. I just felt, um, as I had said earlier, it just seemed like a good idea. Okay. And what was the, to go a little bit past that to you're finding, you're not finding any place that you worked as an accountant and you went, okay, I'm going to do veterinary school. Mm-hmm. How, how hard was that decision, you know, to finally do that? Was it, I mean, was it one of those that was scary and exciting or just exciting? You're like, okay, I finally figured it out. Well, um, it was difficult um, from a financial perspective um, because not only did I lose income by not working, I increased our debt Mm -hmm. by school. So um, not many people were supportive, to be very honest. My husband was really the only one that enabled me to have you know, that, that support behind the scenes to be able to accomplish that. So uh, it was difficult, but it was exciting uh, because I knew that, or I, at least I felt I knew I was heading in the direction that was more in my heart and something that I have always had an interest in. So it was exciting from that perspective. And when I got to vet school, what's so funny um, in terms of Um, really making a statement about that is uh, Mark and I had been married for uh, quite a long time and we didn't have any children and I didn't want uh, motherhood to define me. Um, I wanted to be a mother, but I also wanted to be very happy at some type of profession. So uh, once I knew that this is what I wanted to do in my second year of vet school, we decided to try to get pregnant. And lo and behold, of course, I got pregnant the next month, which was not planned. And um, we had Spencer, my son now, that's he just turned 15 yesterday. So it's something that, um, you know, you don't, you don't think is going to um, happen so quickly and you don't think that it's something you can balance and do at the same time of an already difficult task. But, you know, I definitely accomplished it and it was difficult, but I did it. And, you know, I'm just happy that um, everything worked out very well. So awesome. And you mentioned right at the beginning that you love it. What are the aspects about being a vet that you or the, the big love, uh, Well, I love the problem solving, um, which every case uh, is a problem uh, and you have to solve it. Sometimes you do, sometimes it's more difficult, um, but it's, it's that excitement of never really knowing what you're gonna come up against in that particular day. Um, and then also the animals, of course, it's wonderful to walk in a room and be with a cat or dog that's happy to see you for the most part. Um, and then it's the people. I love the people. Um, I feel like I have a lot of friends here. Um, you know, we get into conversations um, off the, the animal um, subject many times with clients. And I think all of those three things together uh, really make it a profession that I love and am cha- challenged by every day. So what um, aspects, I mean, sort of personality or, or, or skills you think are important to be doing this profession? 
Well, I think the, the veterinary profession itself has so many facets, so many um, specialties, so to speak. You can um, not be necessarily a people person and you could be uh, in research. You could be a surgeon that really doesn't come into contact with clients. Um, you know, there's many different aspects um, if you're not a people person, but for general practice and dealing with people um, and pets uh, simultaneously, I think being a person that loves people as well as animals, I think is, is very important. Okay. And is there any aspects that you don't like <laughs> about the job? Um, well, of course, the sadness of not being able to help someone, yeah. your pet, and, and, and that can be um, due to financial constraints where you can't do the testing you would like to do to reveal, you know, a particular ailment or disease. Um, and then, of course, euthanizing. It's always difficult mm. to um, euthanize a pet because you know, you're actually taking their life. And I know that, that that is not what we like to say. You know, we always say put the dog or put the cat to sleep. And, you know, that's a nice way of saying that, you know, we're going to remove that pain and suffering that that pet is going through. Um, so that is very difficult, even though you are um, alleviating um, mm -hmm. pain and stress, emotion, emotional stress for the pet and for the person, it's still a very difficult procedure. Um, so those are the things that are hard. And then sometimes dealing with people can be a challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, people can have their own perspective on a case or on their animal. And, you know, it's your job to make them understand, you know, why you're recommending tests or, you know, why you want to do a particular procedure. And that can sometimes be a challenge as well. Um, and then staff, um, mm. you know, my own, uh, clinic or my own hospital, um, you have to be able to juggle that medicine client relationship as well as, you know, being an owner and dealing with your staff, uh, which can also be difficult. So those okay. are the that make it challenging. <laughs> okay. Well, one final question. Um, what sort of lessons do you feel you've learned or would, you know, things you've learned you'd, you'd pass on to someone else who's, you know, looking to change careers or looking to find what they want to do? Oh, I think that um, being very uh, devoted, very um, committed to what you feel is your calling or what you feel is something that um, you've always had an interest in, but you didn't have the ability to pursue that interest any further I think is really important. I think it's, it's the old saying of listen to your heart. Um, and, you know, within your abilities, you can do that. I was fortunate to have a, a husband that was working. Um, you know, another person may want to pursue that, but the thought of not having an income for three, three years is, you know, it's not possible. So, you know, within, you, within the realm of possibilities in your life, if you can pursue something that you really feel you have a knack for, you have a desire to do, I think that it's worthwhile pursuing, um, making adjustments to make it happen. I think it's, 
it paid off for me um, in, you know, in a, in a bounty of ways. Um, and I just think that you're ultimately happy when your job is really not work. Right. What you do. And I, I feel fortunate that I'm able to, to wake up every day and experience that. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening to You Do What? And as Mark Twain said, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. If you enjoyed this podcast, let your friends know about it. And drop us a line if you know someone you think would be really good to have interviewed for this podcast. And keep figuring out the why.